This episode of 100 Not Out proudly brought to you by our 2020 longevity experiences to the Greek island of Ikaria and the Italian island of Sardinia. Come to one or both blue zones with us for an unforgettable bucket list trip of a lifetime. Live with the locals, make the food, eat the food, drink the wine and discover the longevity lifestyle with a select group of like-minded people just like you who will become friends for life. Activities include stunning hikes, cooking classes, essential oil workshops, festivals and dancing, grape stomping and wine, foraging with the locals and so much more. For dates, highlights, videos and all the details and to apply, go to 100notout.com. Group size is limited to 16 and applications processed on a first-in, first-serve basis. TheWellnessCoach.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you for episode 350. Wow, we imagine that three and a half, uh, oh, three and a half centuries. Uh, that is fantastic. What a ride it's been. Thank you to every single one of you for listening to one or many of these episodes over the almost seven years of 100 Not Out. Would you believe that? Uh, we'll, we'll do a big celebration when it's our official seven-year birthday in early 2020. To commemorate episode 350, I am going to bring on the co-founder of The Wellness Couch, my teammate here at 100 Not Out, my brother from another mother, but he's not on live. Uh, we are going to bring on Damien Christoph for over 30 minutes of wellness wisdom, of longevity wisdom, uh, which he shared at this year's Wellness Summit. He really dug deep into personal responsibility and really focuses on this concept of engagement, which we talk about uh, regularly on the podcast um, and really challenges, um, well, you the listener um, and at the time, the attendees at the Wellness Summit around getting engaged in community from a health and wellness perspective. Before we get into demo, I must make mention all the information for our 2020 longevity experiences to Ikaria and Sardinia, the brand new experience to the Italian Blue Zone of Sardinia. All the information is now ready to rock and roll at 100notout.com. You can now apply for our trip to Ikaria, the Greek island where people forget to die, and or the trip to Sardinia. You can come to one or both. Sardinia is August 19 to 28 uh, next year, 2020, and Ikaria is a couple of days later, August 30 to September 8. So join us for one or for both. All the information at 100notout.com. Now, let's go to demo. All right, we are about to bring on um, a pioneer and a real uh, doyen of the industry. He's a co-founder of the Wellness Couch Podcast Network. I think he stepped away a couple of years ago because he's just too big. (laughs) He's on Triple M every couple of weeks with JB and Billy. He's a resident health and wellness expert. For, um, for Triple M. Um, I'm very lucky to have a podcast with uh, our next guest called 100 Not Out. Uh, Brett and Damien co-founded The Wellness Couch with their podcast called The Wellness Guys. Um, as we said, he's a true trailblazer and I haven't told you about this. Damo may not be as famous as Pete Evans. He probably doesn't like me saying this. He may not be as famous <laughs> as Pete Evans. But Damo was doing what Pete is doing today when it wasn't cool. Take a look at this. This woman has a big, big, big problem. Her size. From throwing out a diet of death. It's unreal, I can't believe it. I'm a bit blown away. I'm actually a bit shocked. 
See that? <laughs> See that? Damo's, he had hair. <laughs> He's in shock. Damo was in shock. He was doing these transformational programs with people that were on TV on a globally syndicated TV show called Downsize Me. And if he was in shock there, he's about to shock us all today, brings a shock every year to the Wellness Summit. He's back this year to present the Power of Food 2019. The shock master himself, he is the wellness rock star, Dr. Damien Christoph. That's a weird thing, isn't it? Seeing yourself with hair. Has anyone ever seen themselves with hair before? Uh, it's usually just there these days. It's um, a great honour to be back here on the stage uh, with you all. And um, it's, it's amazing, like standing at the back and, and watching how far the Wellness Summit's come and how much Brett and Marcus have done such an amazing job with the Wellness Couch and, you know, where it's going. It just seems to be heading further beyond the stratosphere. So... You know, congratulations, Bretto and Marcus, on what you're achieving, and thank you so much all for coming. Um, who has seen the uh, the uh, Power of Food before the seminar that I that I've been doing for almost eternity? Not many of you, <laughs> fifteen of you. All right, great. All right, <clears throat> maybe I shouldn't have changed it. Um, it's been a really fascinating time for me. Um, obviously, that TV show was done a few years ago, 2005. We were filming that in New Zealand. Um, we finished filming that in 2008 and we did 36 episodes of that TV show. It knocked, um, it knocked the, the ratings were unbelievable. So we were up against The Apprentice at the time, so Donald Trump, I beat Donald Trump, uh, which is quite cool. Woohoo! That was good. And then uh, the other one was uh, Coronation Street. That was the other TV show at the time and uh, we knocked them off too. So we were the top rated TV shows. The, it was New Zealand's number one or best ever and still is today homegrown reality TV shows, the most watched, which is, uh, which is profound. Went to 130 different countries. So it had a lot of impact, which is really cool. We used to talk about food, and uh, the Dietitians Association of New Zealand used to have a, uh, a committee of 20 dietitians, and they'd meet up at one of the dietitians' houses um, every single uh, Tuesday night at 7.30 to watch my show. And then they'd write a list of complaints and then lodge them with the, um, the Broadcasting Standards Association in New Zealand. So every week I'd have 20 to 30 complaints that I'd have to go and field because I'd say things like, um, broccoli's really good for your health, or eggs would be good for your cholesterol. Um, or I used to say, um, coconut oil is a healthier uh, oil for you than canola oil. Um, or I would say, you're better off cooking with macadamia nut oil than cooking with you know, another type of oil. So I'd say these sorts of outrageous things, like carrots are good for your eyes. Um, and we're trying to bring balance into the equation back then. You know, this is before paleo was actually named, before healthy eating was named paleo. And so I was doing almost, well, pretty much a paleo sort of eating program on television. Probably just not as much bacon. Uh, in fact, I didn't encourage bacon at all. Uh, and definitely never cooked with coconut oil. In fact, when I learnt that you shouldn't cook with coconut oil, I told you all, don't cook with coconut oil. I shared that with you a number of years ago. And I still believe that. If you're taking coconut oil beyond 150 degrees, then you're damaging the coconut oil. It's not good for you. So I dropped that bombshell, but what we were doing back then was seen to be revolutionary because we're getting people eating real food. 
That included things like rice and quinoa. Imagine eating rice and quinoa. Uh, so over the last few years, there's been this aversion to grain. So paleo came in and um, everyone you know, flirted with the idea of maybe having seeds for a meal, so they had quinoa. Um, but that was a shock to some people when they found that there was quinoa in their poo, undigested, um, and it hurt on the way out sometimes, and there was really gripey pain. And so then there was a fear around quinoa that quinoa might be bad. And so that if quinoa was bad, then what was left? So let's just avoid all grain. So the flip to that was that as a result of losing grain in our diet, and obviously there's issues with gluten, which we could discuss, which I won't go into a lot of detail with that today, um, and so, and then we've got issues with glyphosate, so we're you know, often you know, cautious around the type of wheat that we get access to. So um, because of the fear around grain, our gastrointestinal health has gone to the shit, so to speak. It's really bad. More people have parasites, more people have dysbiosis, more people have gas and bloating, more people fart really smelly farts, more people clog the toilet than they've ever done before. And some people are so clogged up they can't move their bowels for longer than what they used to be able to do when they were eating grain, which is quite incredible, because that was supposed to fix everything. And so it's been a really interesting journey watching all of this take place because when Marcus and I travel around the world and we go to Greece and we watch what they eat, they have bread rolls, they smoke cigarettes, they drink red wine, or they drink vinegar, they call it red wine, and, uh, and we enjoy that with them. They scramble their eggs, which means that the yolks are runny. Um, but one of the things that I used to talk about in terms of cooking food is make sure that the yolks aren't runny, because if the yolks are runny, then it contains a chemical called choline, and choline's really good for your cholesterol, so that's a great thing to you know, consume, so good for bringing your cholesterol down. Well, the Icarians scramble their eggs, which means that their choline is no longer present in the eggs. So then upon reflection, I realized I was becoming very reductionistic in my approach. I was seeing that there was one magic bullet or two magic bullets, or there was these things that you would look for that would be the panacea or the elixir that was going to bring health into your world. And all you had to do was that one thing. And, and in Australia at the moment, that's exactly what we're doing, still doing it. So a couple of years ago, I spoke about polarizing. Um, I said, you know, don't be that crazy evangelist that sits in the corner drinking your cow smoothie all by yourself um, because everyone else is having a coffee and you don't want to have coffee because it's cow boob juice and, uh, and you could get cancer from it. Um, I said, don't, do, don't be that person because the isolation will be more damaging to your health than just drinking the cup of coffee. Do you remember me saying that? Well, I kind of want to say similar sorts of things today, but... I'm going to expose some fatal flaws in our industry that are taking thousands of dollars of your cash away every time you do it. I'm going to piss some people off today. But I'm going to do it because it upsets me no end uh, when I see that people are taken for a ride, taken for a bit of a journey that's not true and not correct and not fair. Because you're all here to learn stuff, right? You're all here for honesty and, uh, and it's because you trust us essentially. So I'll just move through a couple of these slides just to get in here. Actually, I'll just take a step back. So the power of food I started doing in 2005, um, when I first did that seminar, I had 60 people in the room. Um, and I talked for three and a half hours. About two weeks after that, I did the seminar again and no one turned up. I thought it was a dud. 
Um, and maybe it is a dud, but I still keep on doing it. And I've had, you know, I must be 40,000 people see that talk now. And, uh, and still there's only 15 of you that have seen it in here, which is quite amazing. Um, but essentially that talks about my journey into health and well-being. So my journey was essentially that I grew up in Dandenong. Who's, who's from Dandenong? Anyone? Yeah, good on you, Shaz. I love it. C- c- congratulations on escaping. Where did you park your armoured car? Is it like... <laughs> so I, um, when I grew up, I, I grew up off a street called Baker's Road. Um, and Baker's Road's the divider, the, the, the line between 3175 and 3174. These are postcodes. And so MC3, the gang from Dandenong, was on my side of the road. And on the other side of the road, which is where my school was, was the gang 3174. And so I used to have to navigate to see who I you know, knew in the gangs to be able to get to school safely. Otherwise, I could get stabbed or knuckle-dusted through the jaw or whatever else or chased down the road and rolled for my shoes. Um, and, and that was my reality. But we grew up in a very poor family. We were given garbage bags full of stale bread. And we used to put that stale bread into the microwave and reheat it because it became magically fresh again. And so we'd have these, uh, these stale breads that the St. Vincent de Paul would bring to us. And that's just what we lived on. Um, I'd come home from school starving because what I'd had for lunch was fairy bread um, and, uh, and maybe a packet of um, cr- um, premium biscuits, but we couldn't afford spreads to put on that and we didn't have peanut butter or Vegemite, so it was just premium biscuits, raw, you know, dry. Drank lots of water with that. That's the tap water from the bubbler. Not filtered stuff, not special Zars and stuff. It was just the bubbler stuff. And, uh, and we were right next door to the, uh, the reservoir, those big tanks, so we got the most amount of chemical, which was great. And uh, so we were very clean on the inside. So we did that. And then I'd get home. So I'd get home and we managed to get um, fish fingers because you go down to Jules Barn Food Barn and you could buy about 100 fish fingers for 13 cents. And you'd put those in the microwave with some white bread and you put some tomato sauce on that and you'd have that as your lunch or your afternoon tea. Um, and then I'd cook up some white rice and sprinkle white sugar on top of that. And, uh, and that's kind of what I, I lived on. But I played cricket, I was the captain of the cross-country team, um, I was the captain of the athletics team, and I was and uh, what else did I, do? I was the swimming captain as well. So I did all those sorts of things um, through my high school days and burned off all this fuel, so never got overweight, um, but was always sarcopenic. I was low in muscle. I couldn't put muscle on because all I ate was carbohydrate. Now these days, when you eat too much carbohydrate, you get really big. It's interesting. I didn't do well at school, and the only school that I got into, the only college I got into was Deakin University in Geelong. And, uh, and I went to study to be an accountant there. I studied commerce. Um, first year university was the best two and a half years of my life. It was, uh, it was outstanding. And I, uh, I experimented lots with different things that would expand my consciousness. And some of you know this story. Um, but when I expanded my consciousness, I uh, increased my appetite significantly. And uh, so as my consciousness expanded at the beach and my hair grew longer, my appetite increased for fruit. And so I had lots of strawberries, um, but strawberries and cream or strawberry big M's or strawberry donuts. And, uh, and then eventually I, uh, I got diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome. And in New Zealand, they call chronic fatigue syndrome myeloencephalitis, um, which is ME. And so they go, oh, you're suffering from me. I go, no, no, I'm suffering from me. And they go, what? Okay. So I was suffering from myself because chronic fatigue syndrome was not something that happened to me, it was something that I gave to myself. Does that make sense? So there's a lot of people out there that uh, probably told me that I could have, you know, taken heaps of herbs or heaps of vitamins or 
spent tens of thousands of dollars. And I think if someone was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome today, the prognosis would be different in that if you went to the right practitioner, you'd be better in three to six months. But if you didn't go to the right practitioner, you could spend tens of thousands of dollars and still be taking a heap of shit and not getting any better. And people are saying, oh, it's your fault. Oh, you're watching too much television. Oh, you're not sleeping enough. Or far out, you better be gluten-free or you better be using Himalayan rock salt or you're going to go rusty or whatever else. You know? So we've got all these sorts of things that are going on. So I'm being a bit facetious because I just want to get you to think a little bit. Anyway, um, I didn't go very well at commerce. And fortunately, my son is now at university studying commerce. So hopefully he does a better job than me, uh, which will be because we need more people like that. I then uh, went to see this naturopath. He gave me some herbs. I was better within six months from chronic fatigue syndrome. And um, I, I'm very grateful to David Fitz for showing me that. And I went on to study to be a naturopath. And through natural medicine, I met some wonderful, beautiful people and made some excellent friendships and decided when I was studying to be, a, or when I was practicing as a naturopath, that I'd uh, go and study to be a, uh, a chiropractor. So that I moved over to New Zealand to study to be a chiropractor because I realized that there was more to the body than just what I put into it. I knew that the brain controlled everything within the body, so why wouldn't I work with the brain and the nervous system? And that's why I went to be a doctor of chiropractic, not a doctor of drugs. So I chose not to be an MD because I didn't want to prescribe drugs and do surgeries. I chose to be a chiropractor because I want to help people with their health by working on their spine and nervous system. How cool is that? And that's why chiropractors get a bad name because we don't prescribe drugs. Isn't that crazy? We might actually question you about the decisions that you make. Might actually get you thinking about the decisions that you make around your children's health and, you know, surgery that might take place or tonsils that are extra or adenoids that need to be removed or whatever else. We're asking you to do something different, not the same stuff. So we challenge you. That's why chiropractors get into trouble. We challenge your thinking. Anyway, Got back to Australia, very happy. Jackson came to live with me again, which was great. He stayed in Australia with his mum. I went to New Zealand to study. And then I came back to Australia, um, moved in with Amber, who's my wife now, uh, which is wonderful. And Jack came to live with me, which was the, is the greatest achievement of my life. <clears throat> so, thank you. I practiced chiropractic for three years and really struggled with the media bashing up on chiropractic. Really struggled with it. Sent me down, like really down, to the point that I wasn't going to be a chiropractor anymore. I thought, fuck it. I'll just go and sell shit. I'll go sell televisions, go back to Maya and do what I used to do. It was safe there. That was good. Then I thought, no, hang on a second. Something's got to be better than this. And I met Brett and Lawrence, and we started podcasting. We started podcasting about eight years ago. And we, uh, we got that going, it became the wellness guys, and it was outstanding. And we started telling truth bombs, and people started listening to us. And I think we got to the top of um, the, wellness, the um, iTunes thing, because <clears throat> there was no other wellness podcast. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's good, to be, it's good to be number one, but if you don't beat anybody, you know... <laughs> Is that really number one? Well, we, we claimed it as number one, and uh, it's been part of our marketing ever since, and, uh, which is, I don't know if we ever got to number one ever again. <clears throat> it was good for that 30 seconds, but we, um, we got there. 
It was awesome. Then we thought it was going to be bigger. Cindy came to us and said, you know, we'd love to do a podcast. Can you host it? We're going, yeah, yeah, we would love to. And then the couch was born. It's a very painful birth. Uh, look at the size of that thing. And uh, so we, uh, we got there. And so then we built this beautiful tribe. And so there's tens of thousands of people that listen to the Wellness Couch podcast these days, which is awesome. I stepped off the couch two years ago when Lawrence also stepped off the couch because I wanted to focus on my other business that I started at exactly the same time, and that was Forage. And so I started Forage back then because at the time, there was no other mueslis on the market that encouraged people to eat well. High protein, low carbohydrate, gluten-free, FODMAP, pesticide residue-free, not all organic, some was organic, um, and so on and so forth. And so I wanted to create a brand that people could eat and consume that was safe and they go really, really well with. Who, who here has eaten forage before or is still eating forage? Thank you. Thank you. Who's tried it, who's, who's tried it this weekend? And I should say all hands for this. Who's going to buy some this weekend? Yeah, <laughs> awesome. We've got massive deals on this weekend. That's the only forage that we've brought. We're not bringing any more. That's all we've got. We're a bit short on stock at the moment. But uh, that's, that's all we've got, and it is up for big sales. Big sales. So I run a practice in Sandringham, which I love, and my practice is called Vita, and, and that for me floats my boat. But the one thing that I love the most in terms of what I broadcast um, every single week is 100 Not Out, and I get to hang out with my great mate, one of my best mates of all time, Marcus Pierce. We do it virtually. Um, sometimes we're in the same room together, but it's hard to keep our hands off each other, and um, it's a bit distracting, so it doesn't make good video. It's good audio, but not good video. Um, but 100 Not Out is now the truth bomb place. That's where you go to hear stuff about how do I live a long time. And I think most of the time people go, oh, I feel a bit bloated. Oh, I've got a bit of constipation. Oh, I might have a parasite or whatever. And, but that's not the real reason why you want to do stuff. It's because you don't want to die. Who would agree with that? Who just wants to live forever? Because life's so bloody great. Maybe at least to 100. Well, maybe not to 100. My grandfather died in March of this year and he was uh, 99 years old and 352 days. But from conception to the back of the, I don't know, whatever that was, the, the apple cart, I don't know where they got together, but um, he made 100. Isn't that cool? In fact, if you averaged it out, his average was just better than Don Bradman. So... Uh, he did really, really well, my grandfather. And he was actually essentially my dad. He did a great job. This is hard today. Whew. Anyway. Is this working? Thanks. The wellness guys is where it started. I'm grateful to Brett and I'm grateful to Lawrence because this is where it all started. You guys wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that podcast. I guarantee it. That podcast has been downloaded by millions of people, probably billions of people. <laughs> At least a billion. And, um, and it's great. It's not available anymore because as Brett continues the journey with that as This Week in Wellness, um, each of them drop off every single week. So the oldest one drops off. And so if you haven't downloaded the first 300 of those episodes, they're all disappearing as we go. Same as 100 Not Out, same as Up For A Chat, same as all of them. So you've got to subscribe to them and then save them in your phone. If you like them, that's what you want to do. So thank you, Bretto, for what we've done and achieved there. 
Forage is my brand. I've already spoken about that. I want you to think about this. Two weeks before my grandfather died, I visited him and the nurses had taken him in his wheelchair and they'd scratched his arm and it was all bandaged up and it was all, you know, wrapped up. Two weeks later, about two days before he passed over to see him and the bandage was off. He didn't have the bandage on his arm again and his skin was still soft and brittle but there was a scab on there. Like he'd actually healed himself. He didn't know how to do it. He didn't even own an iPhone, so he couldn't have looked it up on Google. Like, you know, there was no other way in which he could have learned how to heal his arm except that his innate intelligence, the intelligence that his parents gave him when they got together, was flowing through his body until two days later after that. And he still healed himself. Every single person in this room is healing yourself right now or breaking yourself down based on the decisions that you're making. I want you to think about that. Because this is where philosophy becomes incredibly important. Medicine's unbelievably strong. Pharmaceutical medicine. Who agrees with that? Not just from a political perspective, but from what it does to your body. These drugs are so powerful that when they leave your body, they go into our waterways. They're in our oceans. There's hormones that are found in the whales. We've got antibiotics that are in our rivers, knocking off the bacteria that we need to have our fish thrive. These drugs are so strong that we shouldn't be putting them into our body unless we absolutely have to because we stuffed up somewhere. Does that make sense? Our body is so ridiculously smart. In fact, for the first nine months of your life, you had no interaction with the doctor except you might have put hands on your mum's tummy and tried to move around so that you'd, you know, fire out the right way. <clears throat> but it's, once you're born, if you go down that cascade of intervention, you're in that cascade of intervention for the rest of your life. If you start taking preventers for your asthma at that early age, you're taking preventers for your asthma for the rest of your life. If you start taking other drugs at an early age, if you start taking antibiotics at a young age, you're going to have your tonsils taken out, your adenoids taken out, you're going to have your appendix taken out because these are all organs that are immune-based and the antibiotics are going to rip your guts to bits and then you've got to try and rebuild it. We all talk about it in wellness. I'm using this strong emotive language because the same thing happens in natural medicine. I'm using that term very, very loosely. Because there's people that aren't qualified that are out there and they're selling you anti-parasitic shit and you're spending thousands of dollars on it and taking it for years and it's causing you gut inflammation and disease and problems and then you pay for it again and then again and they're not qualified. And then you blame wellness and then you blame practitioners like me for not being able to provide you with the right solutions. Now, I'm saying this because I had a patient come in to see me. I've had two patients in the last couple of years that have come in to see me incredibly sick after buying what I like to refer as... Can I just get you to change the slides for me? Just one more, please. They trusted people 
because they heard about them, whether it be through podcasting or whether they heard about it through reading books or whether they heard about it on um, at a wellness summit. And they came to me, this first person came to me and she was taking a whole bunch of herbs to clear parasites because she was diagnosed with dientamoba, fragilis. It's just a, bar- it's a parasite. Let's be clear about this. Parasites live in your gut because your gut's so unhealthy that it can live there. Or the parasite lives in your gut because it's living at the top of the chain trying to keep things in balance, which is what we're learning about parasites these days is that they're symbiotic to some extent. They're meant to be in your gastrointestinal system. You're not meant to go and drop nuclear bombs on them. When we look at NATO dropping bombs on countries, do we feel good about it or we feel bad about it? We feel bad about it. It's the same as what we're doing inside our gut. Please don't take herbs indiscriminately to knock off parasites in your gut. You may have a parasite. That's it. Full stop. If you've got a parasite, then you use something like what Cribbin's got with the kefir that continues to give to you more kefir. You don't need to keep buying kefir grains every couple of weeks because your kefir died. Because that's bullshit. Because kefir will live forever, won't it, Cribbin? Ever. Some of these things aren't safe. So this girl came to me, she said, I want to fall pregnant. I said, great, how's your body? She goes, well, I've got a parasite. I said, okay, well, how's the rest of your body? She goes, everything else is good. So she was taking all of these herbs, spent thousands of dollars online buying these herbs. And um, she said, but now I'm getting biofilm coming out. I said, how do you see biofilm? She goes, well, biofilm is like mucus. And I said, well, not really. Biofilm is something that you can't really see. Biofilm is something that the parasite puts over itself that you can't see. It's microscopic. She goes, oh, no, mine's macroscopic. I go, can you take a photo? So she took a photo and then she shows me this big piece of mucus which came out of her backside um, that she was told from the person that was selling these herbs was biofilm. And what it was was the gastrointestinal lining of her intestines being sloughed up because of taking all these herbs. Do you think that upset me as a naturopath? Because this person was taking herbs that naturopaths prescribe, but not from a naturopath. That's not wellness. That's not well-being. That's, that's a wolf in a sheep's disguise. I had a lady the other day come and see me. She'd been referred to me from one of my great friends, Simon Kelly, over in New Zealand. And she sat down and she said to me, um, this is what I'm doing. I get a bit bloated. I've been told I've got a parasite. I said, okay, that's cool. What sort of one have you got? And she goes, oh, I've got dientamoma. I'm going, oh, wow, that's awesome. That's good. So that means X, Y, Z. She goes, no, that's really bad. She's got tears streaming down her eyes. I said, why are you so upset about it? She goes, because I've been taking all these herbs and growing kefirs and doing all this sort of stuff to try and clear it. I've been doing it for years. I've just spent another $10,000 on more of these herbs. They've just been delivered to my house today. I go, just return them. Return them. She said, why? And she's got tears and snot streaming out of her face. I said, because it's not going to make you better. 
the reason why you've still got a parasite is not because you're deficient in herbs. It's because your microbiome is not balanced. So how do we get a healthy microbiome? We eat a plant-based diet with heaps of fiber. Fiber that actually encourages the manufacture of butyrate. So guar gum, wheat, rice, grains. This is going to nourish our gastrointestinal system. Heaps of vegetables. Good fruits. What if I can't eat fruit because of the fructose intolerance? Well, that's because you don't have the right bacteria. So let's get your bacteria levels right. So it starts with fermenting some of your foods, fermenting some dairy with, you know, some kefir starter cultures that you get from Cribbon. And then you build that into your diet with some medical grade, proper strength probiotics. Not stuff that you buy in a dry shelf and a room temperature, you know, space that the bacteria are somehow magically still alive, but it's room temperature and they're not doing anything. Um, that's not how it works. <clears throat> You've got to look for safety. Can you go to the next one? Thanks. So what I really have a problem with in this situation is not that this stuff is out there, but that it's templated wellness. And... Anything that's templated around your health and well-being doesn't work and is not right for you. And what we should be looking for is a, bes a bespoke solution. We should be looking for a solution that enables us to be unbelievably well. So we look at our ancestry. We look at where our heritage came from. We look at the food that where our ancestors used to eat. And that's the way we should be building our diets. So if you're from Croatia or if you're from Hungary then you're going to eat according to your family's bloodline. If you're from Ireland or you're from England, then you're going to eat according to your family's bloodline. If you're Aboriginal, Indigenous, you're going to eat according to that. If you're from India, you're not doing four and 20 pies. Does that make sense? There's a whole lot more to this, and I don't have a whole lot of time to actually talk about this. Could we just go to the next thing? <clears throat> a bespoke solution starts with your diet. And there's a heap of stuff in here that you can buy, no doubt about it. There's a heap of stuff in here that you can buy. I love the food that you get from Primal Wellness. Oh, Primal Alternative, sorry. sorry. Um, I love the muesli you get from Forage. I love that sort of stuff. And what I encourage you to look at here are the, the shops that we've got here because the products that we've got in, in this uh, space have been selected because they're good. And Marcus said to me, is there anybody that you don't want here? And I said, give us the list. And he gave me the list. I said, no, everyone on the list is great. So you're safe in this environment, which is great. But don't, because you've got a parasite, pack your dax. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Bespoke starts with food. It doesn't start with supplements. I'll even say this, even though I love white wolf nutrition and I love using um, protein powders, it doesn't start with taking a protein powder first thing in the morning. That's not your base. It starts with fruits and avocado and spinach and coconut water in a blender if you're not going to have forage. And, uh, and that's, that's why it's going to be. Does that make sense? It's got to be real. It's got to come back to real food. In 2004, five, I did the TV show Downsize Me. It's all about real food. Here we are in 2019 still looking for biohacks. Any woman in this room that's doing biohacks and hardcore fasting where you're starving your body and you're finding your body weight going up? Anyone experienced that before? 
ask your practitioner for a different solution because it's not going to work for everybody. Hormones are different. Hormones are different. Any bloke in this room that's carrying any weight around their gut, it's not because you're unlucky, it's because you're eating too much food or drinking too much alcohol. You can move as much as you like, it's not going to come off. It's all about the food. All about the food. And guys, we die faster if we're fat. Girls can live longer if they're fat. Guys die faster if we're fat. So it's up to us if we want to live a long time. One more. <clears throat> Have I upset anybody today? Have I um, made you think maybe about spending thousands of dollars online? Seek the help of a practitioner. I think it's very, very important. Oh, next one. So this is <laughs> forage. I forgot how many of those I put in there. And because I haven't got that there, I can't see. Anyway, so what we're learning now, well, actually what we're being reminded of these days is that food is number one, water's number two, fermented food is probably number three. Organic food's probably number four, or maybe number five, and variety probably envelops all of that. So just don't keep it on eating the same stuff. So if you're bloating lots, you need to change your food up a little bit and just use uh, you know, appropriate types of changes. Don't go wholesale changes. Don't go vegan and then paleo and then pescatarian and then lacto-ovo-pesco or whatever. Just, uh, just go calmly on yourself. That's what I encourage you to do. Anyway, I had a little bit of a rant. It was a bit emotional for me today. And I thank you for listening. Please try Forage. And uh, hopefully you think twice before you uh, get sucked into wellness. Uh, wellness is an unbelievable industry, but go with the people that are trustworthy. Thank you very much. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.